0: your whole heart recently i was talking with one of my friends and he shared with me that he had been experiencing anxiety and so he went to the doctor and the doctor gave him some medication and it's interesting because i've known this friend for like 20 years and i could tell as he shared it he was feeling a little self-conscious like worried that he might be judged or that he was feeling embarrassed maybe ashamed but what i felt in my heart was nothing but love and and gratitude that this friend of mine who was struggling with something would have the courage to to open his heart and to share that with me and now that i know that i can I can walk with him. And I can support him and encourage him. That that I actually, as a friend, I want to know it all. Especially if things are troubling the person I care about. Does God want just part of our hearts? God wants it all. Does it, doesn't he... Doesn't he know it all? God knows it all. But he only has what we give him. The the Lord is a gentleman who stands at the door and knocks, but he waits for us to open and give him access. The prophet Joel exhorts us today on this Ash Wednesday to return to God with our whole heart. That God doesn't... God's peace and love doesn't just want to come into part of our hearts. But God desires that his healing, his peace, and his love would fill our entire lives. And we're given this time each year as an invitation to be reminded of that. That our Lord, who, in a sense, he didn't make himself dust, but he suffered death, so that we wouldn't have to experience eternal death. And so we're invited through the practices that Jesus gives us today of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So I want to share brief thoughts on that. First, prayer. St. Teresa of Avila says prayer is an intimate sharing between friends. She goes on to say it means taking time frequently to be alone with him whom we know loves us an intimate encounter between friends, being with the one whom we know loves us. Isn't it? There's something special about being with one that we know loves us. And so my invitation for you is to even take five minutes each day this Lent. And if it helps, you can set your timer. But but to, to sit maybe in your room, especially if you have like a cross or a holy image, even if you don't, it's okay, you, you don't need that. <laughs> you know? But it helps to kind of set a context And to take five minutes, and to kind of hold your heart out to the Lord, hold your life out to the Lord, and tell Him all about it. This, this I was kind of reflecting on this on a Monday, for example. This was this was a part of my prayer on Monday, not that I wrote it down, but you know what I mean. So Monday, as I was going to bed, uh, my prayer was, God, I'm tired. God, I'm thankful for the sacrament preparation students, the RCIA students. I really enjoy being with them. Although sometimes I feel inadequate, like I'm not prepared as I want to be to teach them. And tonight, Lord, we had two birthdays, and so I got really excited, and I was like, let's all go get ice cream. But then I didn't communicate well, so one of the birthday people ended up at the other place and never got where we went, and I feel like a big schmuck, and... I feel like a bad priest. And God in that moment, what is he? How does he respond? He says, "It's okay. Thank you for telling me how how's all this affecting you? Do, do you feel that? It's that place where we feel ashamed and I don't I feel like an idiot. And yet What do I do with that? But I bring it to the one who loves me. And he reminds me that what I've done does not change his love for me, but precisely his love is what I need in that place. Another way to enter into prayer, we have these books, um, if you want, on the way out. These are giveaways. And basically they have all the daily readings of scripture for, for Lent. And so maybe you're thinking i want to get into scripture more well you can grab one of those books and then just pray that in the morning or before you go to bed we're also starting lent bible studies led by students and so that's what those bookmarks if you want to fill out the bottom and drop it in the basket when it goes around that a student will contact you and say hey i'm a i'm a sophomore do you want to join me you know um just for lent as a way to get a little bit more scripture in our lives. And especially if you feel like, I don't know much about scripture. I'm kind of a novice. That's why this is happening. So know that those are options for you to be able to enter into that conversation with the one who knows us and loves us. That's prayer. Second, fasting. Fasting is when I let go of a lesser good as a reminder of God, my highest good. It doesn't have to be something big, but what I find helpful for me is when it's something that causes me to continually be reminded. So I, every year I give up snacking during Lent, and yeah, we can reach for food a lot in a day, you know. Like, and every time I reach for food, what I, I catch myself—well, sometimes I catch myself, but anyways. So, <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay. Like, if you already had meat today, it's okay. We, but we're not going to eat meat today as a community, right? That, that, But what it, I reach for, and I go, wait a minute. God, I really could go for a snack, and it, it hurts to go without. But actually, God, you're so much more important than any food. And actually, God, I need you to be my daily bread. You be my strength to get me through today. And so fasting becomes a moment to turn back, to be reminded of, of God, who is our greatest good. For some people... It's not about going with less food. For some people, it might mean actually having three meals a day and healthy meals, planning that for ourselves. Another idea is social media. Some people give up social media, but there's an app that uh, someone I know developed that you might find helpful. It's called Clear Space. And the way it works is you have to have an iPhone, so Father Matt's not in. But so if you click on like Instagram or something, It'll open Instagram, but before it does that, it takes about five, 10 seconds, and it says, take a breath. And they say, all right, do you wanna go to Instagram or do you wanna go do something else? (laughs) It gives you a moment to choose, but it also sets up your goals where you say, I only wanna go on Instagram for like five times this day, I, I only want to do it an hour or whatever. Like You set your goals and it helps you accomplish those goals. Isn't that kind of cool? So you don't have to go cold turkey, but you can take it as a moment to take a breath and just say, God, thank you for this moment. On with the day. Anyways, to throw that out there for your own thought. As to what fasting, one more thought on fasting. Fasting is meant, even though when I go without food, for example, it makes me very conscious of myself. But I don't want to be selfish or a jerk or something. But it causes me to very consciously rise up and think about others. Because sin is selfishness. And so fasting, it wants to, it's trying to open me up to other people. So for example, here's a way to think about it in a different way. Right now there's a bunch of people in Ukraine who are fleeing for their lives. And they're probably going without a bed, or their own bed for sure. And they're going probably without hot water and all sorts of things. And so maybe, maybe if I choose to go without hot showers or to go without my bed, that I do that not to punish myself, but I do that in solidarity, out of love, out of a sacrifice for those who are struggling right now. Or the people in China who can't go publicly to Catholic Mass in union with the Pope. These people can't even go to Mass, so I'm going to choose to go to Sunday Mass. I'm going to choose to go to daily Mass. I'm going to choose to stop by the chapel simply because I can. And I'm going to do it for the people who can't do it freely. And, and I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to use this freedom I have to grow in that relationship with God that God is the source of all good and I want to use my fasting to remind me about the one who's good and to put things in right perspective third almsgiving money is security and money is also close to our hearts so when I give money away I'm letting go of security and I'm making my heart vulnerable Did did you know that at NAU, 26.2% of students experience very low food stability? In other words, one in four students worries about their next meal on this campus. Maybe maybe that's you, maybe that's somebody you know. And so perhaps for our almsgiving, maybe we could donate some food to Louie's Cupboard. That we could do something to help students right here on this campus, or we could donate to um, St. Vincent de Paul or Catholic charities, or we have the little rice bowls by the door that you can put money in and bring it back, and it goes to Catholic relief services. That there's there's options. That Scripture talks about how almsgiving purifies sins. So if we if we want more purity of heart. Try the practice of almsgiving. That it it, it moves my focus from myself and moves me to have a heart of charity for others. Our, Our hearts are wounded by sin. Our hearts are imperfect. God knows that. And what does he do? But he opens his arms. He opens his heart to embrace us as we are. And what he wants is not just part of us, with his whole heart, he invites us to come to him with our whole heart.